0: Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org, or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to the show, ladies. I hope that you are having a fantastic week. I hope that you've been able to get outside and enjoy the nice weather. Uh, Like I said last week, here in Minnesota, we are all about it because we're just ready to (laughs) unthaw. So just looking outside my office window, I see a couple of robins trying their very best to make a nest um, underneath our deck which is not the optimal place and so if you hear knocking on on something that is not you it's not on your end it is on my end because this robin has been relentless as many times as I've tried to remove the nest it just keeps coming back and rebuilding and it's beating on my glass window uh, of my office and not only this window but it literally I kid you not it goes around to nearly every single window on our house and just constantly like beats up against it and really what what it's doing is it it is convinced that it sees that it sees an adversary (laughs) really what it's you know what it's seeing is their reflection but It's crazy, and he's been at that for two weeks, and it starts really early in the morning. The other day, it was 5.30 in the morning. Yes, 5.30 a.m., in the morning (laughs) and I was laying in bed and I typically I mean I'm up at 5 30 anyway that's when I my alarm goes off and I get up to spend time with the Lord but I was laying there you know trying to get the cobwebs out a little bit and I thought what is that noise and sure enough there he was up and at it I am telling you what (laughs) this is not like so fun anymore (laughs) anyway so if you hear that in the background That's what that is. It's not on your end. It's not the the technology. It's not anything like that. It is this Robin outside my office window. But all right, enough of that. This week, I'm continuing in the theme I started last week on things to expect when you step into something new. Last week, we talked about whose voices to listen to and being okay with not every voice gets a vote in your Decision making. I also shared a few things that have helped me over the years how to handle, quote unquote, those voices. You and you know what I'm talking about when I say, you know, those voices. (laughs) This week, we're going to have an honest conversation about times when you are misunderstood. And as you looked at the title of this week's episode, you see that it says, When You Are Misunderstood. Because here's the thing. It's not if you will be misunderstood, it's when you will be misunderstood because it is impossible to get away from that in this life. And it really doesn't even apply to what God has necessarily called you to, your calling or or your the gifting that's lying on the inside of you. It could just even be how you choose to live your life, you know, the the values and the the biblical standard that you have for you and for your home you know you've decided you've made a declaration that as for me and my house we're going to serve the lord well some people aren't going to understand that and they're not going to get up and and you know clap their hands and and cheer you on in that right especially in the culture that we're living in but if you're going to step out and follow the lord into the new thing he is doing in your life you will encounter times of being misunderstood by others. And like I said, it's just a given. It is a given. So if this is something to expect, it then begs the question how to handle it without veering away from the direction that the Lord is taking you. I want us to first look at how Jesus handled this by looking at specific ways that he was misunderstood. And I think that right away, just right out of the gate, that in and of itself gives me so much peace and so much comfort, because if I can open up my Bible and I can look at Jesus's earthly ministry and I can see that he, too, experienced misunderstanding, you know what, that gives me comfort and that gives me peace because if he, the son of God, the savior of the world, if he was misunderstood by people, first of all, who am I to think that I'm not gonna be misunderstood? And secondly, I have a relationship with someone who understands those those types of situations and the feelings that that it can stir up on the inside of us when we are misunderstood so i think starting with with looking at jesus's earthly ministry and how he how he modeled this how he how he responded to that i think First of all, I mean, really, first and foremost, that is the most important. Let's see how Jesus how Jesus dealt with this, how he responded to this. And then let's begin to apply that to our lives and to our faith. I think we can see it right away. It starts uh, when he was a young boy, when he went missing from the caravan that he was supposed to be a part of. His parents, Mary and Joseph, of course, became alarmed. And really, in all honesty, who wouldn't? I mean, if I was all of a sudden like walking with my daughter uh, and she wasn't there anymore, I would be alarmed. And I mean, I'm an empty nester now. So, I mean, I could even apply that to my grandchildren. If I looked at one point and they were in that one spot at the playground, but they're not there anymore and I'm calling their names and can't find them, you bet I'm going to be alarmed. You bet I'm going to get loud and, you know, be on the hunt for them. Just a little side note. I think that it's so interesting that, I mean, this isn't Jesus's story, of course, but as we're going to read here, but so often kids they think it's so funny don't they when they go hiding on their on their parents or their grandparents i remember one time when sam pulled that on me at a local like big box type store she hid inside like a clothing rack it was at one of those round clothing racks and she like nestled her way worked her way in between the clothes and she stood kind of crouched down in the center of that clothing rack and I was like looking all over in the clothing department for her, calling her name. And pretty soon I heard her kind of giggling. And you know what? This mom was not laughing. (laughs) So you know what, Mary and Joseph, Jesus's parents, I get you. I would be alarmed too. But when they found Jesus, he was teaching in the synagogue. And when they asked what he was doing, Jesus replied, don't you know, I need to be about my father's business. So clearly he was being misunderstood there right away as a young child. We see throughout his earthly ministry, he was often misunderstood by the religious authorities who accused Jesus of not following the law. And, you know, when you look at his earthly ministry, he definitely had a ministry that was outside the box. You know, the law and the re- religious authorities, um, the Pharisees, you know, they, they really felt like you need to stay within these confines. And if you, if you step outside of that, you are being disobedient, it's blasphemy, and we, you know, we need to put an end to this. And so clearly because he was not in their view following the law and his ministry was, you know, really kind of outside of the box. They were they were really upset and they accused him of blasphemy. They they were, you know, charging him with things and accusing him of things and so clearly we see that he was being misunderstood by by the people that he was doing ministry they were observing him as they were observing him and hearing reports and testimonies those religious authorities were definitely misunderstanding Jesus and what he was about the people misunderstood Jesus as the messiah because he didn't look like how they thought the soon coming messiah would look they in their minds, they thought that that this that the king, that the Messiah would come with, you know, all pomp and circumstance and he would be, you know, come riding in and he would be this this loud, boisterous, strong individual. And he was going to overturn the Roman government and he was going to ride in on justice and he was going to overturn um the Roman government and set them in their place. And Jesus didn't do that instead. He came in low, didn't he? He came in low. You know, we just celebrated the Passover. We just celebrated Easter. And we understand that when he came in on the Passover, he came in low, didn't he? I mean, first of all, he was born... Born in a barn, right? He was born in a manger, not any, not anything grand uh, on any scale. And so he came in low that way. But even, um, his, upon his entry into Jerusalem, he came in low. He came in on a donkey. So clearly we see that the people even misunderstood Jesus as the Messiah. His disciples often misunderstood Jesus and his teachings. And if we stop to think of it, Jesus continues to be misunderstood, even in our modern world. People don't see him as the son of God and the savior of the world. Still today, people view him as many did in his earthly ministry. They view him and think about him, have conversation and discussion about Jesus as he was a good prophet He was a good teacher. He was someone who did good things, but they misunderstand that he was the son of God. And so therefore, they're actually denying the deity of Christ. In other words, who he was, that he that he was God in the flesh and that he was that he was the son of God, that he was the savior of the world, that he was the Messiah that they had been praying for and believing for and and watching for. He was He was that Messiah. So when we look at what Jesus encountered right away, we should be encouraged because we're not alone in being misunderstood from time to time. By looking at his example, we can apply how he responded to being misunderstood. I think that some of the most common ways that you and I are misunderstood, it comes through criticism laughter or mocking, accusing us of being out of our minds at times. People get offended because we're not following, because we're following the Lord and not man. And so sometimes people even can get offended. I think it's most difficult when these misunderstandings come through people we thought would be supportive, be excited with us and champion us in what the Lord is doing in our lives. These misunderstandings can come from family, friends, or even your church, your church group. And it's disheartening and even surprising when it comes from those who we were sure would be in our corner. And we almost feel a little blindsided by it, don't we? We kind of like, whoa, wait a minute. What? I did not expect that from you. You of all people, I thought for sure would be in my corner and supportive and champion me forward in this. And instead, wow, I'm, I'm a little taken back by your response. And so it can be a little disheartening if we're honest. And if we're not careful, we will allow those responses, those types of responses, to make us back away from following the Lord. And that is really the heartbeat of really this, just these different topics that we're talking about, not only this week, but starting last week. And just in the next few episodes is, I don't want you to, to withdraw from following the Lord and everything that He has for you. I don't want you to shrink yourself back because you are listening to those voices or you are experiencing myth, being misunderstood or you are, are feeling just paralyzed by fear or doubt or you're experiencing a lack of support or a lack of encouragement. And, and there's just so many things that you and I want. Will encounter, not if, but we will encounter as we step out and begin to follow the Lord and all the things that He wants to do in our lives. And again, it doesn't, it doesn't even just pertain to our calling and the things that God has called us to in that way. It can just be how we choose to live our lives, that we're going to live a life of of righteousness and holiness. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose this day who I'm gonna serve. And and his name is God. I'm gonna live my life for the Lord. We will experience these types of things. And so my heart for you is to continue to go forward in the things of God, to champion you forward. But you know what? Even more than that, I believe it's God's heart for you that he wants you to instead of allowing these things to shrink yourself back to second guess your decision to follow the Lord, but instead, you know what, to reframe that and say, you know what, God, how can I grow in this? How can I reframe this? How can my character be more fully developed? How can I become even more rooted and grounded in my faith as I encounter these types of things? I think that these misunderstandings more often than not stem from people attached their thoughts or expectations of how you should do something upon you rather than allowing you to grow and become all the Lord created you to be. Wow, that was a mouthful. How about if I repeat that cuz that I think that is just really pivotal in really going forward here in the rest of our episode and our time here together this week. Let me let me repeat that. These misunderstandings more often than not stem from people attaching their thoughts and their expectations of how you should do something how you should live your life rather than allowing you to grow and become all the lord created you to be in other words in other words oftentimes people will want you to fit into fit into their box, to fit into their mold of how you, how you should live your life and the decisions that you should make and how you maybe should do ministry or how you should raise your kids or how often you should be in church or, you know, just different things like that. Anything that pertains to matters of faith, people will oftentimes want to contain us and box us in and, and fit into a mold. But here's the thing when you choose to no longer live inside someone else's expectations and inside someone else's box or the mold that they want you to to fit in you will be misunderstood and sister can i just humbly and yet i don't know kind of boldly speak into your life don't be afraid to disappoint don't be afraid let this be the moment that you choose to say you know what This is an area that I know I need to grow in. And this is the moment. This is my time to stop allowing those voices, those misunderstandings, lack of support, lack of encouragement and anything else that you might be encountering comments, messages, uh, uncomfortable conversations to allow you to shrink back into a box or into a mold that God never created you to live in. God never created you to live in that. He created you to live for him, to follow him. And oftentimes that is going to require you and I to step outside of the box, to step outside of the mold of other people's thoughts and expectations of our lives. I once had a mentor who thought I was being disobedient, that I wasn't pursuing something that she thought I should be pursuing. Only I knew that God had not called me to do that particular thing that she felt like I should be pursuing. And I knew that if I started pursuing it, I not only would be miserable, I would be disobedient. And so right then and there, I had a choice to make. Am I going to am I going to pursue something that I know God has not called me to? Or am I going to follow the Lord? It's a choice. And it's not just a choice that I have to make. It's a choice that each and every one of us has to make. And it's not just a one and done. It's every day of our lives. We are having to make this choice, a daily choice, sometimes an hourly choice, right? Decision after decision, decision upon decision of choosing. I'm going to give my, my obedient yes to the Lord and to the Lord only. And I know that, that people aren't going to understand. And I know that, that people are going to make comments or raise their eyebrows or, you know, send me messages or, or want to have conversations with me or, or whatever the situation is, but you know what, I'm going to choose to be obedient to what God has called me to. You know, preparing for this episode, I was reminded of a challenging time when Tim was misunderstood. And let me tell you, it was not only awful, it was very uncomfortable, not just for him, but for me, uh, and really for our family, because Sam was, was just a, um, a young child at the time. And so it was uncomfortable for our entire family. And I won't get into all the details, but we both felt strongly the Lord was moving us into something new at the time he was serving on staff at a church and did the honorable thing in sharing his heart with the lead pastor, what we felt God was doing in our lives. And I just want to just want to offer just a little side note here, just a little sidebar with you. Honor is a kingdom currency. What do I mean by that? How you leave something determines how you step into the next thing. Why is that so important? Because if you leave disgruntled, if you leave angry, if you leave something bitter and and resentful with unresolved anger, if you leave offended, you're going to carry that with you into the next thing. Oftentimes, people, for example, will will leave a church with either one of those things that I just listed or several of those things. And if it's not, if it's not dealt with, they will carry that into their next church. And it just, until it's resolved, until it's worked through, until there's repentance, until there's ownership, and just kind of a working of that out, they will just continue to um, repeat those cycles no matter where they go. But honor, you and I are called to be people of honor. And honor is a kingdom currency. So no matter what you feel God is doing, and and maybe you've been a part of something, you've been a part of an organization, or you've been a part of a ministry maybe of some kind, or maybe even like your employment, uh, when you feel like God is moving you on, do the honorable thing. Do the honorable thing. Do the thing that's going to honor God the most and have a conversation with those that are in leadership, those that you've been serving with. You know why? Because they're worthy of that, especially if they have been investing into you, into your gifting, into your ministry, into your calling. If they've been mentoring you, if they've been coaching you, you know, they've been helping you develop your skill set, whatever the situation is, do the honorable thing and have a conversation with them. Don't just send an email and say, I just don't feel called to this anymore and I'm not going to do that anymore. You know what? They're worthy of more- more than that, especially, like I said, if they have made an investment in you. Now, that is not realistic in every situation, is it? Because if you're anything like me, you can probably think of a situation where that just was not optimal because the other party was just an unwilling participant. And so when those types of situations happen in my life, I always go back to the book of Romans where it says, in as much as it has to do with you, be at peace with all man. In as much as it has to do with you, be at peace with all man. What does that tell us? That tells us that, well, first of all, that it's up to us to be people of peace, right? I can extend an olive branch. I can be a person of peace. But if they don't receive that, and they don't want to be a willing participant, a willing participant in us, you know, uh, ending this particular relationship or this particular season amicably. That's on them. But I can choose to be a person of peace, not only within myself, but with that person, just because that person maybe doesn't want to have a conversation with you. Maybe you've tried to do the honorable thing. You've tried to have a a conversation with them. And when I say have a conversation with them, I'm not talking about defending your decision. I'm not talking about overly explaining yourself and trying to you know, paint this picture and beg them to try to understand your viewpoint and try to convince them that you're still a good person. That's not what I'm talking about, because that's not what God has called you to do. I'm talking about having an honest conversation and sharing your heart with that person. But if they're unwilling to do that, they don't want to make time for you, or they're just not interested, you can rise up, shake the dust off your feet and move on. And in as much as that has to do with you, be at peace with them, be at peace within yourself. And um, don't allow the the root of bitterness to take root in your heart. Don't don't allow their response to, to create offense in you or resentment or, you know, unforgiveness or anything like that in as much as it has to do with you, be at peace, not only within yourself, but with them. And let God let God deal with that because at the end of the day, you know that you did the right thing and you tried to do the honorable thing. All right. So going back to this example of, of Tim sharing what we felt like God was leading us into with this lead pastor, <laughs> that lead pastor's response let me tell you something. When I talked earlier about, whoa, I was not expecting that. Remember earlier when I started just in the beginning of this episode and I, I shared that sometimes you share your heart with somebody and you're excited about what God is doing in your life with somebody that you thought they're going to get this. They're going to be on board and they're going to be, you know, just all about it and championing me forward. And they don't do that. And it kind of sets you back and you're like, Whoa, I didn't expect that. Yeah, that was this experience here. It kind of made our heads go tilt, tilt, tilt. (laughs) Because the pastor responded by telling Tim he didn't think Tim was hearing correctly. And he even went as far as to say that Tim was actually suicidal and should seek help. (laughs) And that was, I mean... That was so far from the truth. We were just feeling very strongly that God was leading us into something new and that the season was coming to an end and he was opening up a new opportunity and a new door. And we were trying to do the honorable thing by by sharing, sharing our hearts with, with this lead pastor. And that is just a perfect example of, you know what? in as much as it has to do with you, be at peace with all man. Tim left that meeting knowing that he did the honorable thing. He shared his heart. He didn't walk away from that meeting offended. He didn't walk away bitter or resentful. He had peace within his heart and he had peace toward that person. And their response was not Tim's responsibility, nor was it mine. And that is some freedom that you can walk in today, that their response is not your responsibility. You and I are responsible for ourselves. How they respond, that's between them and God. God doesn't hold you responsible for someone else's response to what God is doing in your life. I think one of the biggest things the Lord has helped me grow in is my need to be understood. Have you ever have you ever struggled with that? I mean, I feel like that has been such a stronghold in my life, and I'm grateful that the Lord has helped me grow and become free in this area. I used to be so uncomfortable with being misunderstood and in some situations, uncomfortable to the point of, figuratively tripping over myself to prove I had heard from the Lord, like this over-explaining and trying to prove myself. I would go out of my way to show I wasn't crazy or that I was a good person because in my insecurities, I filtered their misunderstanding of me as I was wrong, which then led me to apologizing for something that I didn't need to. I was following God and I don't need to apologize for that. When I was misunderstood, my insecurities would tell me that my decision wasn't right and I'd second guess that decision every single time. And when I could tell that they were upset with me, that only fueled that narrative And I think that there's a connection with people pleasing here, too, because if we're insecure and need needing man's approval, their disapproval will make us question our decisions. People pleasers don't want to rock the boat or do anything that may solicit comments, messages or uncomfortable conversation. But here's the thing. At some point, you will need to settle it within yourself who has called you. Either people or the Lord. Let me repeat that because that's a huge thing right there. At some point, you will need to settle within yourself who has called you. Either people have called you or God has called you. While those situations are uncomfortable, you are not powerless. You can choose to reframe those situations and allow it to help you become more rooted and grounded in the Lord. You don't have to remain stuck in misunderstanding. You don't have to remain stuck in people not getting you or um, celebrating you and the things that God is doing in your life. You don't have to stay there. You can instead reframe that and understand that actually has potential in it. Misunderstanding has potential in it, lack of support, lack of encouragement. Just a little side note, we're going to get into that next week, but these types of things that we experience when we begin to really step out and follow the things that God has called us to, those things have a lot of potential in them if we choose to allow it to and it's up to us. We can either allow it to shrink ourselves back, to apologize, to try to defend ourselves and prove ourselves or, you know, anything else that would stem from those types of things. Or we can choose to say, I'm not going to allow that to create those types of things in my life anymore. I'm not going to allow that narrative to be the leader in my life. I'm not going to allow The opinions of other people, the lack of being understood to be the leader in, in the my decisions and how I choose to live my life. I'm not gonna allow that to keep me from being obedient and giving my obedient yes to the Lord this time and next time and the time after that and for the rest of my life on this side of heaven. I'm gonna choose this day that I'm gonna follow the Lord. I'm gonna follow the Lord, his footsteps. I'm gonna follow his voice. And I really hope that people will, will understand Um, Will everybody get it? Will everybody stand up and applaud my decision? No, but I don't have to allow that to shape my narrative, to shape my decisions, uh, to shape my life and and how how I step out to follow God. Instead, I can see and realize that those things, those situations, when that happens, There's a lot of potential in that. And the potential in that is for me to grow. The the potential in that is to become more secure in who I am in Christ. The potential in that is for me to become even more rooted and grounded in my faith. The potential in that is to have a, a like a holy confidence, not in and of myself, but in Christ Jesus. Amen. I mean, and that's just, that's not an exhaustive lift. So the potential is far and wide if you choose to reframe those types of situations. So I want to, I want to wrap up this week's episode, like I did last week by giving you a few tips that have helped me over the years to reframe that and really not be stuck in misunderstanding. Number one, and this kind of goes back to last week's episode, consider the voice. Consider the voice. In other words, is the misunderstanding coming from someone that you trust? Do they know you and what God has called you to? and like i said earlier i know that sometimes misunderstanding can even come from people that do know us right we think wow i thought for sure that you you would you would be supportive of this and that you would get this and i feel like i don't even know how to respond to this i feel like i don't know what to say or where to go from here and i think that that's maybe i don't know maybe i should do a whole nother episode on that but i think i think that What I would say here anyway, right now is to to not allow it to become uh, just an argument, you know, in as much as it has to do with you, but to take your your disappointment in that. And if we're honest, it's disappointing. It's disheartening, isn't it? It can be discouraging. Take that to the Lord and allow him to help you process that. Uh, be open and honest with with how you're feeling and allow him to speak his truth into that and to help you to love that person but maybe there's some changes that need to take place in your inner circle and maybe there's just some 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 changes maybe that's that's someone that yeah, you you can love them and you can care for them. And, you know, maybe you can still have coffee with them and, you know, of course, be friendly and have conversation and maybe still attend their group or whatever it is that they're doing, you know, not write them off and and let's not allow cancel culture into, into our Christian lives, right? But you know what? Maybe that's someone that you just maybe in wisdom wouldn't be able to share your inner self with and like your innermost heart things, you know, the things that God has called you to. Maybe, maybe that's just not someone that you're able to do that with anymore. Maybe it warrants having a conversation with them. I don't know. Use discernment, use wisdom and allow the Lord to lead you and he will. All right. Tip number two, Luke's gospel chapter six Tells us to be aware when all men think well of you. Ouch. Yeah, I know. That one kind of, ooh, that one is like sandpaper, isn't it? Because here's the thing. We want to be seen and thought of as friendly. But the truth is, that is impossible for everyone to like us. It's impossible. It's impossible. I mean, do you even like everybody? (laughs) I mean, think about that. (laughs) Do you like everybody? Not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody liked Jesus (laughs) and not everybody likes me. And there again, you know, we talk about responsibility and what we're responsible for. You know what? Making sure that everybody likes you is not your responsibility. Set your heart free. God has not called you to be responsible for that. Tip number three, adjust your focus. When I was so consumed with doing whatever I could to make people understand me and my motives, it only made me feel defeated and discouraged. Why? Because not everyone will understand what God has called me to. Not everybody understands. Not everybody gets me. Not everybody likes me. Not everybody supports me. And not everyone will understand your calling. And not everyone is meant to, because you know what, sister, it wasn't a conference call. God called you. It wasn't a conference call. It was between you and him. And uh, I think that that goes back to, again, last week where, where we talked about, who are those voices in your life? Who should be uh, speaking into your life? Who gets to who gets to uh, pray into your life? Who gets to speak into your life? God is the author and the finisher of your faith, not people. And if you live solely for their approval of every decision you make, you'll be held captive by their rejection because whatever you whatever you do to maintain their approval you're going to continue to have to do if you want to maintain that relationship mhm yep let me let me repeat that if you are addicted to a, a, the approval of of people, and I'm not casting th- stones, I if you have been around me long enough, you've read my books, you've been around the podcast you have been to She Rises events, you know that I have been addicted to people's approval. I have been a people pleaser. Like (laughs) I joke that somewhere in this world is a dictionary with my name as the definition of people pleaser. So I'm definitely not casting stones here. But what I had to learn if I wanted to keep their approval, if I wanted them to always approve of me and the decisions that I'm making, uh, I'm going to have to continue to do that if I want to maintain that relationship. And oftentimes when you begin to grow in that area and God brings more more freedom in your life from from needing people's approval and and people pleasing, that will be met with misunderstanding. That will be met with criticism. That will be met with disapproval because uh, all of a sudden they can't control you. All of a sudden they're, they're not so influential in your life. All of a sudden they see you not necessarily uh, adding a lot of merit and weight to their opinion and to their voice. And it's not going to go well, especially if you've been in that relationship for any length of time and they're so used to you just, you know, kind of following them along, like, you know, like you're living in their shadow. And so I I just want to say this again. God is the author and the finisher of your faith, not people. And if you live solely for their approval of every decision you make, you'll be held captive by their rejection. Instead, adjust your focus When you find yourself striving for man's approval or doing whatever you can to be understood by the masses, repent of that and ask the Lord to help you live solely for him and him alone. And he will help you because it's his heart for you. He doesn't expect you to have to figure this out on your own. He wants to help you go to him, repent and ask him to help you. And he will. Number four. I mentioned this earlier, but grow in your identity. The cure for the insecure is finding their security in Christ. When you are a secure person in your identity and you are misunderstood through comments, messages, or conversation with others, it won't shake your foundation because you've built yourself upon the rock, not people. And the rock, of course, being Jesus Christ. Number five, choose your battles. Sometimes people are just simply committed to misunderstanding you. I mean, for example... I have actually a couple of episodes here on the podcast about being a woman in ministry and how I've had to really kind of grow in that, you know, and really, as I said earlier, settle within myself that the Lord has called me, the Lord has anointed and appointed me, not man. And uh, especially all the things that I've had to grow in, uh, in different labels and comments uh, and just different messages that people. Um, have opinions have of me being a teacher and a preacher and uh, a woman in ministry. Not everybody is supportive of that. Not everybody believes that 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 is right. Not everybody believes that that is biblical. And they have called me names. They have they've placed labels on me. They've accused me of, of a lot of really unkind things. And I, I don't have time to get into all of that. Again, there's a couple of episodes here on the podcast that um, I go into that in in greater detail. But, you know, I realized long ago that sometimes even my best intentions at hearing their concerns won't help better the situation. Knowing whether the person uh, commenting is truly trying to better understand or just wants to argue will save you so much peace and so now when people offer comments or send messages or email me about me being a female in ministry being a, a female pastor being you know having a ministry and preaching the gospel you know what I I'm able to discern through the power of the Holy Spirit and again it's something that you grow in okay so be patient with yourself. It's a process, but through wisdom and through discernment, I'm able to choose my battles. Is this person looking for an argument or are they just really trying to better understand? And I've seen both sides of that when I offered and opened up conversation, I can see that sometimes people just want to better understand. And and that's great, you know. Again, I'm not I'm not having to defend myself. I'm not having to defend my calling. I'm just offering information and in my position on on this particular area of, of my life, but it's unapologetic and yet it's kind and it's and it's seasoned in grace right we can do that we can have those types of conversations but between you and the lord with the holy spirit's help You will need to you will need to discern whether the person commenting is truly trying to better understand or just simply wants to argue with you. And, you know, you can choose your your response or lack thereof. Some of these people, they just don't even get a response from me, because like I said last week, you don't have to show up to every argument that you're invited to. And that's freedom right there. All right. I hope that this week's episode was just a continuation of what we started last week and that you feel encouraged. Um, I, I really hope again that you feel championed forward, that you feel a little less alone if you are experiencing some of these things. Um, but next week, we're going to be talking about when you encounter lack of support and encouragement. Um, so stay tuned for that episode next week. But I also, I just cannot let you go without asking you, have you gotten your ticket for uh, the She Rises Spring Gathering coming up in just one month? We are just one month away. The dates are May 19th and the 20th at, at a lovely church in Freeport, Minnesota. The church's name is Harvest church, they were so kind, they messaged me and asked, Susan, would you bring She Rises too, to our church? And the rest, as they say, is history. Because um, if it works out for me, if I have the dates open and you know, the worship team is available and you know those types of things, and if I feel God's blessing upon it. Yeah, I'm going to come because I love supporting the local church. And I just, I believe in and am passionate about the message of She Rises. And so I said, yes. And so we are coming. It's not the annual conference. This is not the annual conference. This is a spring gathering. It will be like a version of the the women's conference, the annual two-day conference. But nonetheless, we are expectant and we just really believe that we will be standing underneath and open heaven, but you know last week's episode this week's episode, and then in you know the upcoming here few episodes and just experiencing some of the things that that we do that's common to all of us as we're stepping out in in following you know what God has for us, it requires a courageous faith, right It requires us to mix courage with our faith to say okay, I'm going to be all in, and I am experiencing these, and, and yet God... I know that you're calling me to this. And you know what? I just feel like that weekend in May, there's just going to be an impartation of faith to step into all that the Lord has for each and every one of us. And there is something I am fully convinced with every fiber of my being. There is something about being in the room. You know, I, <laughs> you can't zoom the upper room, right? I mean, I, I'm and I'm not... Please don't send me messages and misunderstand what I'm saying here. I'm not not throwing Zoom and technology under the bus. I use Zoom. I appreciate technology and I appreciate what Zoom has afforded us to do. So I'm not throwing that under the bus. But what I am saying is there is something about being in the room, about positioning ourselves in the room about being in an in an atmosphere of faith because you know what it changes us for the better when we are in an atmosphere of faith with like-minded, with like-minded people of faith where there's a a oneness in a spirit and, and and a um and like a singleness of mind. Man, it is powerful. It is powerful. And so we want you to be there. Come and join us. You can simply click the link in the show notes and go to the tab. That so that link is the link to my website, and then There will be a tab that says 2023 events. Click on that, and you will see all of the information that you need. You'll see the location, you'll see the the tickets. I mean, the tickets are nominal, 45 bucks. And it includes lunch. Your ticket includes lunch on Saturday. Come on. I mean, where can you go to to an event, a two day event for forty five bucks and get a free lunch? I mean, wow. So you're going to be able to see the location. You're going to see uh, the The ticket information, how to get your tickets, you can register right there just by tapping um, the link on the website. And then if you're coming from out of town, which a lot of women do every single time all over Minnesota, North, South, East and West. And we love it. We love it. Even from surrounding states, we love it. We love all of that. So if you are in need of, of a hotel, there's even information on a couple of hotels in the surrounding area for you to look into. If that is something that you are in need of, but all right, again, have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your day, a part of your week. And I, again, hope that this was encouraging for you, but take care, have a great rest of your week, and I will catch you right back here next time. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much. And I'll catch you right back here. Same place, same time next week.